What is up? Hey. <laughs> I feel like it's been such a long time. It probably hasn't been that long since you've heard from me, but it feels like a really long time from my perspective. So, hi. Um, I missed you. Missed you a bunch. Uh, I'm not back, as in like I'm going to be doing stuff all the time like I was before. That pace that I was keeping up the past couple of years, there's no way. There's no way I'll ever do that again. So I hope you enjoyed it. Um, it was insane and uh, I'm proud of it, but yeah, I'll never do that again. Um, yeah, I wanted to, you know, when I have the time, when I have the energy, do a little something. Uh, I don't want to be done forever necessarily. Uh, there's no reason for a hard retirement. And uh, this is still the fight site. This is still still my thing, man. You know what I mean? So I'll never be done. Done. Um, you always get a little something from me every now and then. And uh, yeah, the state of like the MMA podcast, um, things of that nature. We'll see. We'll see what happens with that. Uh, there are things I can't tell you yet, but you know, maybe, maybe there's uh, more, more MMA podcast content coming uh, that you would not expect. So stay on your toes. Keep a lookout. All right. Stay sharp. Stay frosty. Um, this video is a breakdown. Yay, a video breakdown of a very fun fight. Uh, Yoel Romero versus Brad Tavares. It's basically just Yoel Romero having fun for three rounds, and there's a lot of wrestling, and there's a lot of strategy, uh, and you get to like see how Yoel thinks a little bit and uh, why he's unique, and there's like specific wrestling situations that get to break down. So it's perfect, perfect, fun three-rounder uh, for lots of rewind and slow motion and that kind of thing. And I picked this fight because a very good friend of mine and a fight site patron uh, has a birthday coming up. So I'm recording this day before. I don't know if it's going to be out today or on his birthday, but on January 4th, uh, everyone please give Ronan uh, all of your, your birthday love. Uh, that's Assured Fob on Twitter. Uh, you've probably seen him around. He's got huge calves. He's super jacked and he uh, takes pretty pictures of things and just a really, 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 really good guy. Uh, everybody loves him. If you don't know him, you should know him. <laughs> you should follow him. You should talk to him. Just, you know, everyone, everyone needs him in, in their lives, I'd say. Um, so shout out to you, Ronan. Great guy. Happy birthday. I know you love you well. And uh, yeah, I was thinking about doing this for you a while ago and you told me it was your birthday coming up. I was like, Perfect, perfect opportunity. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do this breakdown of this fight. Um, before I begin, this is Brad Tavares getting clowned for three rounds. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry to Brad Tavares. Uh, I like him. He's a solid pro. He's uh, He doesn't really have any big holes. He's athletic. He's strong. He's fit. He's in good shape. He takes it seriously. Um he only has one bad loss on his record, really. Uh, the Shabazian knockout, which, you know, he got caught early. It happens, whatever. And he is a little, a little slower, you know, a little, maybe a little shakier than he was when he was younger. But otherwise, like his, his record looks appropriate for a fighter of his ability. And uh, he's really only like gotten his ass kicked by Robert Whitaker, Yoel Romero, and Izzy. So <laughs> uh, I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Um, so yeah, shout out to you, uh, Brad Tavares. I wrote an article about him way back uh, when I was still bad, 
but I've always appreciated him. Always thought he was solid. And uh, yeah, he's about to get just embarrassed. So <laughs> uh, don't take that to mean that I don't take Brad Tavares seriously. I do. Um, oh yeah, one more thing before I start. I'm wearing my Tengradome uh, shirt. This is a, a, a crew neck sweater, my favorite article of clothing. And uh, yeah, it's the backwards, obviously, on the Zoom call, but uh, this is the Mongolian wrestler design. I stood up to show the people who are listening and watching the video, rather. If you're just listening to the audio, uh, you should hop on Patreon and subscribe to the fight sites. For only $3, you can see all of our video content. Oh boy, there's so much video content, dude. You're gonna love it. You're gonna love it. You should definitely check that out. Um, there's a lot of stuff on there, and there's more coming all the time. And yeah, you should do that so you can see the videos because that's where most of the content is focused visually. Of course, our analysis is important, but you need to. It's very helpful to see what we're talking about while we talk about it. And there's all sorts of stuff there. On the higher tiers, there's other benefits, and we have a jujitsu instructional. Uh, called the Gooseneck Guillotine System, and you could also buy that through Patreon. So check all that stuff out. And then on our website, fightsite.com, and there's a hyphen between fight and site because somehow that domain wasn't available, even though no one has it. It's a mystery to me. Um, <laughs> but if you go to our website, um, in the top like tabs, all the way to the right, there's one that says, I think, Merchandise. And that will take you to the Teespring store where we have all of our cool shirts and mugs and flags and all sorts of stuff. And there's lots of different designs that got transferred to different items. You can scroll for a while and see a lot of different cool designs. So I would take your time on that to see what uh, suits your, your interests because there's a lot of neat stuff. And if you go far enough, you'll start to get to the Tengra Dome merch. And those are some of my favorite designs for sure. Um, Tanger Dome is one of our podcasts hosted by uh, Tuman uh, Tushinov, who is very smart and funny and knowledgeable and way crazier outwardly than I am. And uh, so if you like a uh, dynamic host rather than whatever energy this is, um, you might enjoy that. You might enjoy that. He talks about all sorts of different stuff. He has a lot of knowledge about a lot of different subjects. And uh, at the end of the day, it's a combat sports podcast. But yeah, it's, it's fantastic. I feel like it's become the main podcast of the site at this point now that the MMA podcast is lesser, <laughs> which is, you know, our fault, but, you know, life happens. Okay, so that was a lot of prelude. I'm going to uh, do this commentary now, and it should be very fun. So, like I said, video on Patreon. Otherwise, you could just listen to it, I guess, but that won't be as fun. And I'm going to do some rewinding and fast forwarding not fast forward, but like rewinding and then like replaying at slow speeds so you can see certain things. And I don't know, man, it's definitely a better experience watching it. Okay. If you're like just listening and you're synced up on fight pass, trying to do it that way, that won't work again. Cause I'm going to be changing uh, back and forth. But if you want to try that, I have it paused at seven Oh two. I'll do a countdown for you to let you know when I start, but I'm not going to keep track of things after that. But if you want to try that go ahead. All right. So on go. Three, two, one, go. And I need to turn the sound down. I was unprepared. Okay. <clears throat> so the main things I like in this fight are one, just the mechanical intricacies of some of the things that happen, but also that UL shows us 
what ideas he has in terms of getting to the cage to wrestle. He's not a good cage wrestler, but he has a, a sequence he picks out. Um, so those linear strikes, like hopping in on that low line side kick and the, uh, the front kick up the middle, those are going to become important. In a similar way that they're important in the Whitaker fight, which is funny. So good timing there by Tavares trying to let hook off that kick, but Yoel, uh, not a normal human and is, has the balance and reaction time to weave out of that off the kick. So Yoel super kick heavy in this fight. Tavares hanging with him for now, but once Yoel gets his bursts going and says, here's my idea and just commits to it, it's going to be really hard for Tavares to deal with it. It's just, just unfortunate. But yeah, backing him off a little bit with the low line sidekick. And, you know, he can recover his stance so quickly that he can chain off of that when he decides to. So jumping front kick lands into the <laughs> spring loads into the, the straight to get into the cage and then drops levels out off the, uh, the tie up. So we're going to go look at that whole thing because this is <laughs> one of the silliest things that, that UL has done in his career. So <clears throat> We're in the open stands matchup here. Uh, so naturally, the rear leg is going to be uh, have a better line to a target to the midsection or to the chin uh, than the front leg. The front leg is a little closer to the elbow and the outside. Um, definitely tougher to land it, but if you do land it, it's in a pretty cool spot. So both are good. So he's going to show that front leg kick, which is what he's been using so far uh, in the fight. Show that kick into like a bicycle front kick, essentially. People call it like the crane kick because of Karate Kid or whatever, but I don't know. Is it really important what the name for things ends up being? There's lots of names for different things. I'm not going to be a stickler. You shouldn't be either. That's lame. All right, here we go. Oh, I said all that just to be wrong. Uh, he actually shows the rear leg, which I don't think it was a feint, honestly. I think he just wanted to cover less of distance on it. So ignore all that. <laughs> so he jumps, you know, shows, shows the rear leg, but he just uses it to jump into his front leg kick, still a bicycle kick, just on the front leg. Lands into his stance, same open stance matchup, covers that distance, backs Brad Tavares up, and then watch how he recovers his stance here. Uh, it's pretty ridiculous how he loads his weight forward to explode into this uh, this straight. <laughs> Still basically does a split step uh, to put that front leg way far forward. See how he's pushing off the ball of his foot on his back foot, and he's going to use that to push off super hard on the back foot to explode into the straight. Boom. And it follows steps through it, follows his feet through. Now he's a left leg lead to push forward. And look how close they are to the cage. They start in the middle of the cage, the sequence. So two strikes gets him here. Um, transitions right into the collar tie. <laughs> jumps into the knee. It dips under the reaction. Hits him a few times off the tie up to get his hands up. And then as soon as he feels his hands up, chest forward head in the chest, drops levels to the double, and he's just going to pull his legs out. <laughs> just, he's just going to yank him. There's a little bit of a, a level change. Like it picks his, uh, straightens out, you know, had his legs bent, straightens out a little bit, but mostly just yanks his, his legs out of there because he had, he had good positioning. He had uh, Tavares standing up straight, so it was very easy um, to bring his legs off. Um, his base was compromised, I might say. There's Tavares. Trying to recover and just you can just do little fundamental details there, like your oil stuffing the head, keeping the head pressed under the mat. Because you're not gonna be able to build your base up if your head smushed into the floor naturally. Tavares reaching for that. 
We all sprawls his hips back to make that more difficult. I guess we don't need to be going in one quarter speed anymore at this point. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I love that sequence. It's like, I'll let the fight keep going. It's not that anything remarkable happens in any of the one sequences. It's just that that was his idea <laughs> to get him to the cage. There a jumping front kick into a crazy explosive straight. And uh, this is this fight is also Yoel becomes obsessed with hitting Kimura counters and does not want to defend any takedowns. He just wants to only do Kimura counters. So he's going to try a lot. It's going to happen many times. And uh, yeah, I feel like he can't decide if he wants to sweep with it or if he wants to sub with it. So he never, I don't think he ever like locks up his guard or anything like that. And then he just gets stuck in these in-between situations. It's pretty dumb. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, what I was saying about the uh, the other situation was just that that was his idea for, for getting him to the cage to hit that shot. Just a crazy blitzing sequence. But I mean, I think he picked out those moves specifically and he knew that he'd be able to cover linear space like that. I mean, it, it was clearly premeditated the way he changed his, uh, his stance and transferred his weight to do that. And I think we're about to have a throw. So let's back up. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll let you see it first. Sick. Nasty. So that's a Polish throw. Um, whenever I look at clinch throws in MMA, so first of all, it's off the failed inside trip by Tavares, and then I put over unders. So, whenever I looked at clinch throws in MMA, usually what I want to see is was there striking? Was there something that caused the person who got thrown to change their stance or their posture? So, here we're pretty much hip to hip on the right side. Um, and if you're trying to lock up this throw, you're going to lock hands around over under. So he doesn't need to pummel for an underhook on his right side. It's fine for Tavares to have the underhook. He can reach around the back, reach through with his underhook and hook that way. And what's good about having those hips near each other on the right side is one, he can reach across the back and two, this throw is going to happen around Tavares's, uh, left leg on Yoel's right side. So this, oops, sorry, this space here, um, is where he needs to go. So if he has his hips all the way back like that, then it's not going to be possible. There's other things you can do, but you're not going to be able to step around his hips like that, um, which is why clinch striking is so great because when they get their hips all the way back, but they're in an over-under, they're bent over forward, right? And there's all this room underneath their torso. So you could throw knees, for example, and you could just nail them with knees and they say, oh, I don't want to be neat anymore. And then they bring their hips forward because that's what you do in Muay Thai, right? When you don't, when you want to smother a clinch situation, you put your hips in, uh, but that'll get you swept for sure. And it'll get you thrown <laughs> in wrestling. So uh, it's like a pick your poison type of situation. So let's have this happen super slow and see what details we notice, um, if any, and see how he keeps up here. So there's Tavares, does make space, and you all knees up the middle, and Tavares steps forward. Ha ha. And now they're closer, right? And he's not not keeping his hips back anymore. And look, Yoel covers that distance. And he's not locking up yet. He's draping over that overhook. Uh, I think he knows that once he gets the lock, he's going to pull the trigger. He doesn't want to give him time to react and, and back up. So he's waiting. See this? He's looking at it. <laughs> he's looking behind his back. Yep, he brought that other hand around first. And then he connected them. So what he's going to do here is take a big step around this leg. So let's see that. Big step. And he's going to load his weight onto that leg while he's turning. So he's going to turn his back 
he's going to hit a back arch straight and he's going to basically take this angle and turn his foot this way so that he can go chest down at the end of the throw and use his back arch to put Tavares straight onto his back. Um, so that'll make a little bit more sense once it happens. So watch this. So yeah, he's, he's arching straight backwards, but he's pivoting off that foot so he can put his chest down. See? So he's stepping through that. So let's look at that again. It's hard to explain, I guess, if you're not seeing it. But it's a very, it's very deliberate positioning. If you think about it, he's basically doing a full, a full pivot around. He started with his chest facing over here. It's going to end facing over here. He's going to do that big, big, taking this big step and then turning, turning fully around. And you see how he took that back step with his left foot? That's huge. So that's going to give him the ability to pivot. I think that's what he's pivoting off, actually. Look at that. Oh, he's pushing off with that. Sorry, I keep saying pivoting. I'm obsessed with pivots. He is going to pivot off one foot, but he's going to push off the other foot, the foot that he back steps with. Pretty neat. Pretty neat. I think there's a Polish throw in uh, Daniel Cormier versus Dan Henderson. Yeah. So he's turning. He's wrapped around. He's basically falling at this point before he takes that step behind Tavares. And then he's going to catch his weight with that back step and push off that and get the explosive motion. Also, you know, using his upper body because he's crunched down right now. So he's using his upper body to crunch down and he's going to explode and extend. Whoosh. So sick. So sick. We should watch it again in fast motion. Agreed? I think we all agree. We want to see it again. I know what you're thinking. Yeah, there's the knee. That closes it up. Boom. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And uh, Yoel, not totally interested in locking down this position he just wants to throw elbows stepping around no i just trying to get a really wide side control it's not a bad side control but his upper body he's a little too far forward and he's not he doesn't have like head and arm control or anything like that he's thinking about an americana uh which is definitely white belt stuff and i don't think brad Tavares is going to get americana and cool of Tavares to stand up there because there was there was nothing stopping his upper body um you will look into a back trip out from that rear standing position. He did that to Rob Whitaker a lot, uh, especially later in the fight when Rob was rocked and tired. <laughs> Tavares fighting hands, but he's trying to push the hands to the side. Um, that's going to be tough. Yeah, it's already on his leg, so you, you can't really get like the, the hip bone in there, which is a much better thing to break the hands on. So maybe switch sides, honestly. Hip in on your left. But, I mean, easier said than done. It's probably really hard to move Yoel Romero's hands. <laughs> so he's trying. He's trying. But um, I'm pretty sure that's a tough grip to break. And meanwhile, he's getting his legs beat up. He's getting moved around with these little back trips. And there that time, uh, doesn't need a full breakdown. But that time, he uh, pulls him back hard. And you can't really see it from this angle. But he puts his left knee right behind Tavares' leg to trip him over that as he falls backwards yeah so it's not like a full sacrifice throw or anything like that just that little bit of motion to have him uh, have to reach out and recover his base and let the hands go and then you all can follow him down and bear forward make him put his hands out to uh build back up 
<clears throat> they didn't transition anything off of that. It's returning him. Yeah, I think it's fine to just uh, keep beating the legs up. Tries to go ahead there. Tavares reaches back around the head. Don't do that. He well in on the single and the seat belt. Steps around. Limp arms out of it. Wanted to create space and strike, I suppose. Makes sense to me. There's a hook kick. And basically the same. Let's just, right, I'll let this play out first. Inside trip. I love it. Um, basically the same concept as the uh, the other kick into the straight he threw. Let's look at his feet. Don't screenshot. Don't like record that out of context or whatever. Uh, make make me into a fetishist. All right. So <laughs> shuffles forward into the hook kick, and then look at this. He jumps up. <laughs> he jumps up and completely squares up. His legs pushes off that back foot. And at least Tavares saw it coming that time. He said, no, you're not going to load up your feet like that and, and hit me with that. But Tavares ducks into it, gets a reactive clinch. Uel gets over-under again. And interesting positioning here. So he has over-under again. He has this huge angle on that uh, left leg of Tavares. But um, I guess he's comfortable going. See, if it was me, I'd be like, oh, my left leg is forward. There's no way I'm going to inside trip. Also, it's his back leg. So he's doing it on his back leg. Can I just... Sorry. Let's look at the whole thing again. You can watch the hook kick in slow motion. I'm perplexed by this decision making. Not this. This makes perfect sense. <laughs> a hook kick into a straight. <laughs> so silly. <laughs> Yeah, no, dude, he landed with his right leg forward, matched up with the um, the lead leg of Tavares. That makes a lot more sense to inside trip, but I will say that it was on the underhook side. You typically don't inside trip to the underhook side. You inside trip to the wizard side because when you trip, you come in sideways, and then on your way down as you're coming through the technique, you square up your stance, you unblade yourself, and that creates more... Um, it turns them and, and makes them fall through their, their base more because it puts them over the leg that you're tripping, um, if that makes sense. But because you're sending them to that side, you want to take away the post. So if you have the wizard or the overhook, you can clamp onto that and they can't post out their hand. Uh, an underhook, they have full mobility with that hand. So typically you don't go to that side. So he's going to the wizard side. And the other thing about the, I keep saying wizard, overhook side, is you can pull it in. Um, so they can't just like back straight up and not get tripped. They can back up their lower body but if you like take a step and pull him forward first and you're always going to switch his feet and go left forward hook that and you can see here his uh, left hip is forward and he should be going to get his chest to the mat no he's oh yeah okay so he falls forward and he tries to punch the underhook to finish it he cheated it a little bit um also it was just he was doing it from far away to the the rear leg uh, it was that was pretty difficult to get but i think he might have ankle picked him on the way down. <laughs> I don't even know how he finished that. But yeah, he ankle picks him there to finish it. Um, he kind of forced that, but that uh, checks out. <laughs> that that tracks that Yoel Romero would force the technique to make it work. Um, it's like everything he's done on the feet so far. That Polish throw was clean, though. That was clean as hell. He said, nah, Kimura. <laughs> 
so yeah, he's he's got full control of the arm, but he doesn't seem to know like what to do with the rest of his body or um, to finish that technique. He's just super strong. <laughs> and this crucifix position. So we spent a lot of time on this round, huh? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Yes, it's so gorgeous. Polish throw. That's what you call that. I know we're not going to get bogged down by terminology, but if you want to sound smart, that's what that is. <clears throat> uh, the commentary is just talking about how uh, race FO told Brad Tavares in the corner that uh that UL's exhausted. <laughs> so and then he does that. So we're gonna you can call it a feint if you want a stutter step. We're gonna stutter step into an up jab, I suppose. Looks up, steps up, angles up, and then falls into kind of shows the rear hand is looking up, falls through into the double. Uh looks like he has outside foot positioning on the on his right side. Um, so I got the outside angle. Let's see if he brings up this left foot into this space or if he just falls through it. Yeah, big step there to get the angle on that to finish that. Turns the corner. So that's what I was looking for. Sometimes I predict how mechanics of a technique will work and they actually happen. To be fair, I'm watching Yoel Romero and sometimes he does things differently. <laughs> that happens sometimes. Side so control again. Uh, Tavares is pretty stingy with his grips, but yeah, now he's looking to get that control around the head. And I think that's helpful. Control his upper body in some way, get shoulder pressure. But now is, there's a lot more space on the lower body. He doesn't have that, um, doesn't have that wide base he had before. And Tavares just sits up and rolls, <laughs> rolls through it. Yeah, I really don't think Yoel was putting, putting a lot of pressure on on top. God. And Tavares doing things that make sense to punish these wacky movements, but Yoel cheats. He can just do whatever he wants. Yeah, and again, just trying to like do all these wacky stutter steps and freezing up in front of him, and Tavares just uh, hits a, a nice clean counter there. So he's trying to be a good fighter, and Yoel's saying, I am, I am a god. Doing things that make sense will not work on me. Nice. Oh my God. Oh my God. So, <laughs> so he basically, I don't know if you've ever seen like, I, I'm sure there's a million exam examples, but like Conor McGregor versus like Ivan Buchinger. I don't know how to pronounce his name, but where he's playing with his lead hand during the, the open stance matchup, playing with the lead hand, playing with the lead hand, saying, throw your rear hand. I dare you. Comes in, throws the rear hand, immediately slips and counters. Uh, so that's what we have here. But instead of that, we have a counter elbow because he's got him running in from such a far distance. He's saying, don't even come near me. So he said, naturally, he's going to try to get inside um, with his rear hand. He was going to slip that. And oh. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, one more time. That was dirty. That was dirty. He threw that so hard. 
That was 100% premeditated. And yeah, I poked him first. It grazes, but it had to have hit so hard. <laughs> and he just starts bleeding immediately. <laughs> oh my god, dude. Simultaneous kicking. You well lands to the body there. He's saying, do you want to try again? He's throwing out his lead hand like that. Yo probably is a little tired, at least compared to the first round, but it doesn't mean he can't just operate in bursts and do ex exactly what he wants to do and essentially the same exact things as before. Little stutter steps, little feints. Try and convince him not to do anything. It's working. Oh my god. So that's a replay of the, the entry from the first round, essentially. But he doesn't even have to throw the the kick this time. Steps up into it. Lands even closer, honestly. Uh, backs of our straight up. And look, he's, he's rearing up on the, uh, on the straight as he's landing through into his stance. So it's even less of a delay uh, than the first time he did it. And nails him with that. And then he has the space here. <laughs> taking a screenshot he has the space here <laughs> where Tavares is sideways and standing straight up and just disgusted he's disgusted by <laughs> by the way Yoel Romero is beating him up uh and yeah he's he's gonna easily level change and, and get it on his hips there but you know Tavares recovers pretty well that he turns in gets a frame in and gets the underhook and doesn't just get immediately run over um, but Yoel is uh, very big and strong. And now he's got the seatbelt. And he actually defends it. He's working that wizard, limp arms out of it, recovers Yoel back on his hips, though. So I's got that underhook, pulling the head up. Oh, yeah. He beat him on that a little bit there. Now he's back on his hips, but Yoel, very high, switches the underhook, stands him straight up. Good job, Brad Tavares. You're going to have your moments. For him, moments just means like not getting embarrassed. Oh, sick drag. That was an overhook shuck. So if you want to see that again, I guess it's an underhook shuck. Um, <laughs> so basically, you can already see it, but Yoel takes that big step with his left foot outside to pull his weight forward. And he's just going to essentially a limp arm. So he uh, his arm is a little less deep across the back. Um, so he has a little more pull on the elbow on Tavares' side. He's going to whip that forward. And that's going to give him, well, it's going to get him out of the tie-up, first of all. And it's going to give him a little bit of a, an angle on Tavares because Tavares is going to pull forward. He's going to get bumped forward off that motion. And then Yoel is going to have taken the step outside. But he just pulled him directly forward to his legs. Um Probably not the intended effect, but imagine this is like a wrestling match and there isn't a cage right there. Then you still have a lot of room to maneuver and get your go behind. Usually you do that from an, an overhook, though. Um, that's a little more unusual to do it from that position, but Yoel Romero, that is, that is who he is. He never let go of that wrist from that initial position. Then he switched off to the... Uh, Locking through the crotch there. Let's see if he elevates and turns him to his right. 
he's got his knees there. He's got he's got a base. He could do it. He's gonna have to sit through, sit his hips forward when he does it. Try to chase that angle while he's lifting, but he's just gonna use it to uh, compromise Savara's posture. Because Savara's head is trapped underneath UL's hips. But I don't know the way he was hitting those kimuras. I know he uh, I know he knows the motion. We can go back to that. See if he just yanks the yeah he just yanks the arm really he doesn't he doesn't really sit his hips forward to put him on his back there's that ankle pick off the head runs that to the cage oh tries to go back back step around him disrespectful if he had more room he probably could have done it because he used that arm across the body to pull him back but there's a cage behind him so it's not a really smart place to do that geographically oh I think he ate that flying knee. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Tavares has good fundamentals, right? He's fighting the wrists. He's getting underhooks. His posture has been pretty good. He's recovered his posture well after Yoel throws him out of position, being a freak, uh, butt drag into the cage. More disrespect. And Yoel doesn't transition well like to clean shots once he's already in a, a stable position against the cage. It's really a premeditated sequence where he has this burst and he has like the idea and he moves through the full thing. Um, he improvises well in certain situations, but when there's less dynamism in the position, it's a little more held down. He doesn't work through the stages uh, the way that a lot of fighters do. So it's like a weird thing trying to figure out how planned versus unplanned, process-driven versus like moment-driven Yoel is, because he definitely has ideas of multiple moves he wants to chain together. I mean, that was something he <laughs> set up clearly and said, come, come get it um, and hit it. Uh, jumping through the kicks into the straights, into the shots uh, or into the clinch, into the shots um, obviously makes sense to him. So he, he has ideas. And I, I wrote about the, uh, the honey marks fight as well once. And that was a fight where he did a lot of intentional like body punching and level changing and like body jabbing and leg jabbing and double-legging to set up his overhand. Um, and that was a very, very obvious long-term strategic performance from him. So I recommend watching that one. But yeah, I think people misunderstand him because he does show a lot of different ways of thinking. Stupid sexy hips for Miko Well, then sinks the uh, the underhooks in real, real slick and recovers and gets in front headlock against the cage here to land some knees. Um, but yeah, he's, he's, he's a complicated man. It's not like he's just LOL explode or just like, oh, no, he is very thoughtful. It's a mix of both. It depends on the specific situation we're looking at, how improvisational it was versus if it was something that you could clearly see being set up. Good job framing by Tavares, but it doesn't really change things because UL did just want to stand him up straight, and that wasn't really changing. Double overhooks here. Pretty shallow, though, so I don't think UL try to throw off that. He just disengages. And the elbow, elbow guard there. Off the straight. Yeah, most of the big stuff happens in the first round. I remembered those moments being spread out a little more. This is still a fun fight, for sure. Watching Yoel is always, I want to say always fun. There was that one time, but usually very fun. <laughs> Yeah, Tavares' problem is he doesn't have like any 
another gear. He can just do pretty good stuff at a medium clip for three rounds, and that's uh, that's about it. <laughs> so if you're behind or if you have, your opponent has a big athletic advantage and skill advantage in certain areas, then it's going to be really, really tough to get yourself back in the fight. It's a good combination. You all definitely taking some time off here. <laughs> Taking most of the round off thus far. He was about to throw a hook kick. And there's that step through straight. So I wonder if he had the space. If he would use that. What? 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 Hold on. I... I mean, come on. Look at this. <laughs> who, who else is allowed, allowed to do that? Uh, let's look at this in slow motion. What was that even supposed to look like? Stavars backs him off with a kick. Well, gives up a lot of space, and he says he's going to come back in abruptly. When you give up a lot of space, a lot of the time, that's an invitation to draw somebody in. Makes sense. So that's a setup in a certain way. Starts to come forward a little bit slowly, then all of a sudden steps that back leg back to push off of it. Lo <laughs> loads up just to flash his hands in his face and not really throw a real strike just to run. Uh, so he's just like putting himself on the sprinting block <laughs> to run through. And I mean, his feet were an absolute mess, but he just kept running forward, barrel, put his head down, ran forward, got to the legs. And oh my God, as soon as he got contact with his legs, he was lifting him up and I, he didn't look at this. Look at this. Hopefully I didn't go back too far. I did go back too far. You just need to see how soon, how early Tavares is coming off the ground. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> We're going to explode forward. We're going to run, and Tavares is backing up, and Yoel only has control of the left leg at that point. He's only just touched the right side. Um, he's on one foot. His head is pretty high under the armpit. Maybe he's lifting him a little bit with his head. Um but just immediately he's in the air and <laughs> turning and jumps, jumps so he can reset his feet to turn him down and, and put him on the ground. I can't, <laughs> we need to, we need to watch it again. I'm so sorry. I'm having a hard time processing this. <laughs> I mean, he, he knocks that kick offline. Essentially. I think Tavares is going to front kick him coming in uh, or something of that nature. And he, swats it <laughs> and that takes Savaras out of his base but he does recover that foot and plant it and Yoel is gonna pick it with his left leg so I guess once he picks it and he has the uh the arm on the right side that's when he picks up a little bit and puts his head into the armpit yeah he picked him up with his head he picked him up with his neck wow wow yeah he straightened up his legs and straightened out his back and, and lifted his head up and basically picked him up with his neck. Um, and as soon as his neck was up, 
he turned the legs out to the side, took that big step outside on the right, and he's going to feel like he doesn't have full control of his feet uh, and feel like his feet are getting a little bit messy. So he's going to jump, jump so he can split <laughs> and get his base uh, and land in a stable position. Uh, that's so freaky. Watch it at full speed one more time, and then we'll just move on. That's so insane. <laughs> I'm glad we're uh, we're breaking down how UL defying physics actually is occurring because I mean it's it's still ridiculous, but at least I know the way that it's ridiculous, and I'm not just like, how did he do that? Was it magic? Um, yes, but here's the specific type of spell that he used. <laughs> That's the only way I could I could describe it. And for people who said. Look, look, look at UL's ass in general, but also in the Brunson fight, he's wearing purple tights again, and it's very dark in his buck rack region. And people are always like, use that to say that like UL soiled himself or something like that. But no, he just has a sweaty butt and they just show up a lot in that color and in those types, that type of pants. Or he did it twice. <laughs> but Occam's razor would say he's just a sweaty boy. Um, also a nice view of Brad Tavares's head being squished there. All right. I'm getting all the important analysis out of the way here. Like everything you would want to know about this fight. I got it. I got it down. <laughs> Tavares is a trooper for dealing with this, for having the will to get back to his feet and say, I think I want to give him a chance to try something else. As we saw in the Machida fight, it's not a good idea just to stay under him. It's not going to be fun there either. So you don't have a choice. I would simply not fight Yoel Romero. I think that seems to be the, the most logical option. Interesting clinch break considering they were landing strikes, but I'm in favor of giving Yoel another minute to try stuff. It actually responds well, like normal footwork. <laughs> it throws a shot and slips off on the return. And goodbye, Tavares, backing him off before he gets his kicks out there. Oh, with only 40 seconds, you can afford to get chopped up on the outside a little bit. Yeah, with 30 seconds left in the fight, if I'd just been through all that, I'd, uh, he's about to try the Superman punch off the cage. He put, put his foot on there. <laughs> and Tavares looked at him. He said no. Don't do that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Tavares has tried to step in. Although, oh, there's another Polish throw. Oh, my God. Oh. I just want to point out that Tavares, I think, hit that, that elbow. And then he got thrown. <laughs> so unfair. So you all come in hard. Tavares checks the lead hand in the open stance. Oh. Oh. Look at his jaw. That's a headbutt. <laughs> he well cracked him with a headbutt, came under the elbow and headbutt him. That is a really good headbutt. And he lands into the over-under. Yoel immediately grabs the lock, takes the big step around. Whoop. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. I'm not going to break it down again because we just did it. Um, but almost identical to the other one. He's He's got that drilled tight. Oh, my God. 
Tavares really got cracked with that headbutt. He's got a hell of a chin. That was a knockout headbutt. Wow. That was a good, fun fight. And Tavares, I think, gave a good account of himself. Like, I think if you hadn't really formulated thoughts about him yet, you watch that and you'd be like, yeah, he's tough. I respect him. Um, he's like towards the end of his career, but he's, he's won most of his, his fights in the past like five years. Um, I think he's, he might be on a winning streak. So shout out to you, Brad Tavares. Thanks for being a good sport. And uh, let me watch that. I know you had a say in it, <laughs> but yeah, that was fun. A little sloppy, obviously, but I don't know. Are any of my videos super clean? Do I not mess up and go back and forth and stumble over my words? That's what we like. This is the, the style that we enjoy. Um, but yeah, thank you for watching and listening. And um, happy birthday, Ronan. Oh, my God. Um, such a good guy. I can't believe it. Uh, yeah, so everybody say happy birthday, Ronan. Uh, get him presents. This is my present to him. And uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know what I'm going to do my next one or what my next one will be. Um, probably more college wrestling just because we're still, we still have our fight site sponsored athletes. Um, and they'll be competing. I hope <laughs> uh, more in the season, but yeah, I'll be back. I'll do more. So I miss you. Um, subscribe to the fight set on Patreon, buy our merchandise. Stay tuned for more and different podcasts perhaps and uh yeah hit me up on twitter slide in my dms i'll respond i i invited people to dm me uh on new year's day for new year's resolutions and people took that they took that deal there's a lot of a lot of message requests a lot of new people sending me messages and i answered i answered all of them so don't be shy come on in i like attention all right see you guys